Hello and welcome to Talk The Line. This is the podcast where I, Jen Long, I talk to a musician about something they love, their secret passion that they don't normally talk about in the media, the thing that they talk about down the pub with their mates. Just this one. Actually, no, this one is actually with booze. We upload a new episode every Friday and you can check out all our previous episodes at talktheline.blog. Other wonderfully hilarious chats include Fred McPherson from Spectre on Pizza Express, Bright Light, Bright Light on cult movies with a strong female lead and Julia Jacqueline on magic. You can follow us on social media at Talk The Line. You can follow me at Jen Long. I say it every single week. But if you do listen to this podcast on a somewhat regular basis, please do subscribe. We Are Scientists have been a mainstay of indie dance floors since their 2005 hit Nobody Move, Nobody Get Hurt. Keith Murray and Chris Kane originally met at college in California in the late 90s and became friends through a shared love of stand-up comedy. They are funny guys. Moving to Brooklyn to make their debut album, they signed to a major label for its follow-up with Love and Squalor, a stone-cold classic of Naughty's post-punk indie. Their new record, Megaplex, is their seventh and dropped earlier this year. Keith and Chris wrote most of the album's tracks in sessions for a songwriting club, a collective who compete to each write ten songs in eight hours and drink beer. They describe the new record as a fun bomb. Music to dance to and to fuck too. We are talking about Lee Child's Jack Reacher books. Enjoy. God, we've done a lot of, we've done a lot of book podcasts recently, recently though. No. But not the book podcast. Yet. <laughs> you no. Yeah, what you mean is you've been building up. <laughs> yeah. Um, building up to this moment. Have there, how, how have the choices been thus far? Have there been any quite as populist as our choice? No, they, they're pretty pretentious, what? I'll bet. You mm, pick give a book. Us, give yeah. us a couple of examples. Of uh, earlier this week, we spoke to Max Richter about Murakami. Okay. 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 Today, we're talking to We Are Scientists <laughs> about Lee Child yes. and Jack Reacher, mm. who I did not know anything about. But <laughs> now, having done the research, I realized that I have seen oh. adverts for those books on the tube oh, without yes. fail every single year. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the book Without Fail, which is a Jack Reacher book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought you, I wanted to know what the advertisement was, what was the without for fail Without Fail that really yeah. stuck with you. Oh my God. Yeah. I bet I can like name books Just without, try. Just okay. try. Born to Die. No. Die Trying. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Born to lose, Die. Win or lose. Lose. No. Win or lose. Winner no. takes all. That's no. Abba, yeah, these are all, <laughs> these are all James Bond <laughs> all, movies. These all, <laughs> come on, they all might as well be Jack Reacher. I um, feel like I feel like out of sight, losing sight, losing grip. Elmore Leonard, no. uh, losing grip would definitely be. <laughs> yeah. See, they all have gripping to be loss. They have to be weirdly innocuous. One like loss. losing grip. <laughs> yeah. Like born to die is too evocative. Okay. Right. Although, although it's like unspecific well, it's too, enough. It's to too be. fatalistic. Although die, die trying, trying, I mean, come on, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, die trying will actually die one. trying is one. Die trying right, is okay, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a huge problem I have with the series is my inability to know what book correlates with what story, and and frankly, I don't generally know which which moments in stories correlate to their own Other through moments. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is better. Chris is better at remembering individual moments. I just love. 
the just the general <laughs> mythos. Well, it all blends together. As with any uh, great life, Jack Reacher's life has an interchangeability <laughs> of moments because they are motivated by such a pure character <laughs> that you know the same guy could have done the same thing in whatever city at whatever time, whatever age, because he's always been Jack Reacher. I mean, reading the synopsis of some of the novels, they did all seem fairly similar in that he's in a random town. Yes. Check. <laughs> Sometimes by questionable circumstances. Almost all. Well, when he's in the random towns, it's always by questionable okay. circumstances. So he's in a well, random wait, town. But when you say questionable, do you mean like, like a suspicious? Bus crash? No. Oh. Yeah, yeah si- 61 hours. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, was hoping I was hoping we'd get to this. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're never for nefarious. He, his no. situation is never nefarious in any way. Right. It's always totally anodyne. It's just suspicious that he happens upon this situation, right? Yeah. Like he, that he that he manages to be in this town where the crooked sheriff is holding the population <laughs> ransom. Yeah. Every so book forth. definitely starts on the day he said, "Okay, starting today, I sit around in boxer shorts for the rest of my life." Yeah, and nothing will ever happen to me again. Right. I live in obscurity forever. Well, and then three minutes later, a corrupt sheriff shows up. Yeah, and that, so that's by design. <laughs> you know, the character uh, is, is designed to be sort of antithetical to the genre, where Jack Reacher is rootless, he's jobless. Uh, you know, he's not, he's not a PI, he's not a, you know, a, a detective for the LAPD or for yeah. uh, Scotland Yard or whatever. He's a disaffected ex-military cop who is a wanderer. He doesn't have a home. He doesn't have a profession. And he's so, a vagrant, a so hobo. Kind of, kind of definitionally, his uh, adventure is going to be aleatory. Like he's going to, he's going to just happen upon them. And happen upon them, he does. Boy, does he. There's only, there's only two towns that appear with um, non-random frequency uh-huh. in the Jack Reacher novels, and those are New York and London, and it's you know probably not coincidental that the author, Lee Child, is a, a British expat who now lives in New York. Yeah, so I suppose for anyone who doesn't, because we, we haven't given a proper description oh. of what we're talking about. Well, that's about in the next yet. podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, there, go ahead. You, <laughs> like, yeah. you give yeah. the introduction. For anyone who doesn't know who Lee Child is, <laughs> I mean, if I were to read about the Jack Reacher series, the idea of the novelist in my head would be somewhat different from Absolutely. the man who wrote the books. Do you know much about Lee? Yeah, we've met we, him actually. We, yeah. No way. What's we have his a picture with him. Like J, J D or something. What's his? his yeah. Name? His real name's not actually Lee. No, it's not. Uh, but I don't remember what it is. Oh man, I'm I, learning this yeah. for the first time. I'm I'm he destroyed. Named himself Lee because they had an old family joke uh-huh. that they saw an advert for a Renault Lacar and thought it was called Lee Car. So they just called everything that was like Lee, silly in their family whatever. Lee. Yeah. So they're like, stop being such a Lee. Right. That's pretty like like that movie Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Where everybody <laughs> call each yeah. other a Jerry. <laughs> I've not seen Jerry. You know, it's really it's good. It's pretty good, yeah. I can't remember what the child bit was about. Yeah. No, that one's a uh, It's a gnome de plume. And do you remember why he called Jack Reacher... Reacher? Oh. I, remem- I remember that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about this. It's pretty dorky. Gruesome, yeah. Pretty dorky. So Lee Child originally worked uh, 
for some television station in Granada. Granada. Okay. So is that is that like a known television <laughs> yes, network very here? Very much, especially in the north of England. Got right. it. Yeah. And he was uh, mustered out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm using military language, but. Um, which lo- Lee Child himself would have no knowledge. <laughs> yeah, 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 at the time, no, so he lost his job. But he did work on some some British oh, crime he? dramas. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. and was he a writer? On I, I feel like he was like a producer. Yeah, I think he was. Maybe? I think he was not a writer, right? I don't think he was a writer. No, yeah. not at all. He worked on a show called Cracker. Oh, have wow. you seen that? Yes. Oh, How is it? It's, yeah. uh, it's it's a UK criminal drama, so maybe that's where he got some of his crime <laughs> references from. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Sh- uh, he, he had a predilection. I'm now terrified that if we watch episodes of Cracker, we're just going to see the Jack Reacher All the conventions arc. of the yeah. Reacher <laughs> world. Played out. Yeah. Yeah. Leach, I was just said, if I move to the United States and start writing these out in uh, long form, Yep. I'm going to make a fortune. My memory of Cracker is that it wasn't them. as like American and stylized as... Was it basically American, though? Did it take no, place I in America? No, I don't think so. I, from oh, my memory, okay. it's quite a British thing, like ah. a kind of like ni- British 90s TV show, so yeah. quite stilted in that way. That's what, I mean, I haven't I haven't watched it in years. It's one of those things that my Time to parents... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's one of those things that would be on like UK TV Gold. Right. right. I feel like my parents watched it and I sat next to them. Was there a sort of singular protagonist character I think, I think Cracker, Cracker was the yeah. protagonist okay yeah. and who played Jeffrey Cracker, Cracker. Who, who was who, who was Cracker you guys Cracker? know Robbie Coltrane <laughs> whoa <laughs> Robbie Coltrane alright it's very much not Jack Reacher yeah yeah, yeah. Well. so I mean Lee Child was reacting against uh, what yeah, he knew he's rebelling essentially Obviously. he was rebelling so anyway oh, so, yeah. so he's uh, in a grocery store he, he's been fired he's decided to um, begin a writing career but not in a sort of romantic uh, chase his dreams way rather as a as a very um, you know uh, mercenary way of Cynical, earning money pragmatic yeah, yeah like so he so he's he's always said the the Jack Reacher, Reacher stories were designed to appeal to a mass audience to you know make him that that money that cheddar and he was in a grocery store this is the this is the sort of the mythology origin he's myth. fun this yeah. is the origin myth he was in a grocery store with his wife and an older lady asked him if he could pick something off of a high shelf for her. He's a strapping man. He's a 6'2". He's no reacher, but he's 6'2". Um, and Lee Child, you know, grabbed the item, the laxative or whatever. And his wife said, well, if your career in writing doesn't work out, you can always be a grocery store reacher. And that's where he claims he got the last name reacher. Yeah, for Jack Reacher. But another thing he has said is that he wanted his protagonist not to have a strange or remarkable name along the lines of other uh, sort of, you know, iconic uh, detectives. Who is he possibly thinking of? Uh, <laughs> Papa Smurf, <laughs> I think, for example. Um, not really a detective, more Elvis of a commander. Cole. Yeah. I mean, James yeah. Bond isn't even a particularly exciting name. Yeah, I feel like their really. names are normally That's pretty true. Bland. James Bond is very bland. Well, secret agents have bland names, for sure. Because oh, they're, they're sub- they must. But detectives, I don't know, the, uh, Harry Bosch. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a little fancier than Harry Hole is a very famous <laughs> Swedish one right now, right? That's yeah. a crazy name. And nobody likes it. <laughs> Who's Everyone's Harry Hole? Harry Hole. Uh, well, there's a, a movie just came out called The Snowman. Uh, there's a Swedish author, Joe Nesbo, 
who has a very popular um, Swedish series that's been uh, translated into all the languages. And his hero is Harry Hole. What's the series called? The Snowman. Uh, no, no just that's the just Harry one Hole of the books. Series. The Harry Hole. The, it's like the Harry Jack Hole Reacher books. series. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, oh my God! My phone just pulled up Harry Hole, and it just bought the entire series oh in hardback no! for you. I didn't like it very much. <laughs> yeah, Harry I, Hole books are not as good. I as I began the, the Snowman. Yeah, and quit about a third of the way through. Yeah. So I need you to describe when this is done. Let's all sit here and you tell me how it is. Well, ends. so Harry Hole, for example, is a much more uh, stereotypical yeah. detective in that he's he works for a police department. He's an a black sheep, an alcoholic. Yeah. He has family problems, but all those things are because he's so dedicated to his cases that, of course, he can't, uh, you know, keep a family life going, and his his personal needs always come second to the needs of the victims who need to be avenged and so forth. That's not Jack Reacher. He yeah. he's a bleeding heart. He's empathetic. Uh, well, I, this is this is where is like our impression. Any victim Jack. is going to receive Jack Reacher's help. Yeah, but I only feel like that's because he loves meeting out punishment. I I very rarely actually feel like his uh, heart is with the victim. Now I think he's just like, oh, you say your husband's <laughs> knocking you around, is he? I don't like that one bit. Here comes Jack Reacher. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible to escape that conclusion. But Lee Child uh, takes every possible opportunity to claim otherwise for on on behalf of Jack Reacher. I mean, he constantly has Jack Reacher in his own mind in the first person stories, talking about how he has no particular like for violence, but he sees how that will end confrontations quickly. And or achieve goals more quickly, and well, when they're when they're important enough to justify violence, he'll well, use it. Lee Child has now just been put in league with uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. To me, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to spin this yeah. for Jack Reacher, and yeah. well, it's going to be Lee Child. Lee Child's a little more artful in his. Uh, <laughs> is, is, there, spins. is there quite a lot of em- emotional depth in the books, or it varies? It's a actually. roller coaster, yeah. right? Uh, it varies. I mean, emotional depth suggests. Uh, you know, a, a personal estimation of oneself, which I don't think Jack Reacher. All right, here yeah, he comes. No, yeah. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's fair, and that's fair in ninety percent of the books. There's very there's very little uh, <laughs> reflection on on Reacher's part. Like one of one of the most appealing things about him uh, for a reader is that he knows himself absolutely. Yes, like he 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 is never in a state of doubt. Uh, he always knows what he should do. And in situations where the outcome is uncertain, he simply weighs the odds. And in fact, his uh, (laughs) mastery of basic mathematics is often cited as as how he makes ethical decisions. Where he's basically like, well, if I, you know, take this shot, for example, am I likely to kill the man I'm trying to kill or the hostage who's standing right next to him? Yeah, nothing that simple ever occurs in Jack Reacher novel. But um, he's, he's... never been in a situation where he really wondered for longer than a moment <laughs> how he should proceed. That's that's absolutely true. Oh my god, did and you actually that's, get that's, cocktails here? Sorry. Yeah, of course. That's both wildly <laughs> appealing and also completely unrealistic, but that's how a, you know, that's how a superhero should be, I would say. Uh, it, can I, it, can it, I pause for a moment oh. and ask you what you're drinking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a whiskey sour, and I've got a Manhattan, which oh, is wow. just, which is just a whiskey sour without the sour mix, basically. 
Serve, if Jack Reacher were here, what would he be drinking? Beer in a bottle. He, he'd be he's drinking a, drinker, a coffee. Well, he'd be having a coffee, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, if he had to drink alcohol, he'd have beer in a bottle. But. Cheers. Uh, Cheers, guys. Yeah, Jack, Jack Reacher <laughs> uh, putatively should really appeal to, you know, contemporary society's uh, fetishization of coffee uh, because he's obsessed with it and he pursues it relentlessly but he drinks the worst coffee possible and loves it. He's a diner coffee man. He's a diner coffee lover. Uh, and he's more uh, particular about the chalice than he is the coffee Yeah, he wants itself. volume. So he's going for the free refills. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the guy doesn't have a home, if he is a hobo, like you say, surely yeah. he's just being thrifty. Well, he is thrifty. He's incredibly thrifty. You never are acutely aware of a financial... Uh, shortfall for him like he he always has money enough to support his very very meager lifestyle yeah his his, his thriftiness seems like it's more of a, a dedication to yeah 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 like he won't pay he, he hates paying uh more than 20 25 bucks for a whole outfit of clothes but also and and he's See, never washed clothing. So, which is a very unthrifty thing. But he, yeah. yeah, he doesn't wash his clothes. He throws them away and buys a new outfit every few days. Really? Yeah. yeah. And Does he like detail these in the this in the book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ad nauseum. Yeah. At great length. <laughs> <laughs> at great length. So that's not thrifty at all. And it's also kind of uh, you know climate unfriendly. Think, <laughs> yeah. Throwing away your clothes. Yeah. It's it's certainly only willful. I mean, I think it. I think it keeps him from having to spend three hours in a laundromat, which is not would not be his style. Well, it he's doesn't got, take he's three got hours to, to wash your clothes in a laundromat. And finding the horribly cheap places he clearly buys his clothes must take doing as well, considering he doesn't have a smartphone. Well, he travels by bus, and the places are right <laughs> next to the bus station. So no, <laughs> I beg to differ. I don't, uh, think, I don't think it does take him long to find. Although I do like that we have a protagonist that has this kind of undisclosed continuous wealth streaming well, in. Well, now, wealth is the wrong He word. has a pension, yeah. uh, which, so he, he retired from the military police uh, as a major, and he retired <laughs> early. He was not, he was not, he was not forced out, uh, and he retired with a partial pension. So he, he received okay. some undisclosed amount into his um, so it is he, account. He retired in disgust. He retired in disgust of what was happening with downsizing in the military in the late uh, 90s, okay. basically. Sorry, I thought we'd actually found a parallel between Child and Murakami for a second then. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's probably one somewhere. Yeah, we'll I get there. We'll so. get there. <laughs> Search for it. Uh, yeah, I was gonna Do you know what, though? When I was doing this research, I found, um, I found ar- an article by a writer about his love for these mm. Jack Reacher books, and he was so passionate about it. They're not poorly written. I mean, they're, 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 the style is economical, but it's uh, it's not bad. It's not yeah. like it's not. If you read a James Patterson book, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, the, the Dean prose Coons is, is garbage. bad. Yeah. Uh, Lee Child is is not a bad writer. It's breezy. It, it's 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 very breezy. It's muscular. It's uh yeah. It's economical. I mean, you know, he he has actually in his early books you can find some some pretty middling prose. Yeah, yeah, yeah there it was baby steps. He's gotten he's gotten. <laughs> Damn good at what he does. <laughs> so Chandler, he's gotten damn efficient. Don't Chandler, I don't know if he's Chandler. I think that's why he was called. I think that's why he chose Child, so he would be between Chandler ah. and Agatha Christie in the crime wow. section. Oh yeah, I think that was that it. That comes yeah. from the that's marketing background. Smart, smart. <laughs> yeah, 
Very smart. So what is it? Is it the storytelling? Is it the stories themselves? Is it the escapism? Is it the kind of, are they told at a pace that's so fast you can't put the book down? Like, what is it about these books that... The primary draw is definitely Jack Reacher himself. Yeah. Um, his, his unequivocal sort of decision-making, his uh, aspirational personality, basically. And while he's also... Well, see, I think, I think one thing I do like about him, because I often gripe to Chris about how much I hate Jack Reacher as a right. person. So I think I really like that he's not particularly aspirational. You would never, ever want to be Jack Reacher. He is, he's, he's a loser. Yeah. And he's a jerk. On paper, yeah. Uh, but he this always, he, exists. he always, he always wins his ludicrous, initially incredibly petty little wars. But it turns out his pettiness was always warranted because when he breaks that first deputy's knee, it turns out that deputy was part of a grander plot to yeah. like rob a community of their lifeblood yeah. or nuke a nation or whatever. Right. But 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 so I guess I guess um yeah I, I, I sort of misspoke. He his <laughs> circumstance <laughs> but only in this sense. I think he is aspirational. But his circumstances are not uh desirable. If you if you simply describe his circumstances like buying a new outfit every five days, traveling by bus Fold up toothbrush in his pocket. No home. Living off a military pension. No et significant now, others. Remember, these are all these like are all choices. Irascible at all times. He's just like no. He's he not, there's he, nothing. He finds lots of joy in life. There's no there's no question about that. He's he's. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure. He's irascible. What's the so verb what are, what are the, form what are the, of irascible? What are the aspirational <laughs> components of Jack Reacher for you besides always winning? No. The, well, the aspirational aspects are. His code, which gives him such moral clarity and allows him, and also that he has the capability to uh, accept any imperative that this code imparts to him. So wherever justice is needed, he makes a beeline for the for the goalposts, and and he's able to get there. And so, and and the fact that he, I think it's also aspirational. I mean, there's something monastic about his existence, which we we all I think it's a commonplace that uh, if we could simply free ourselves from our material obsessions and uh, all the attendant you know busyness we would have more time for the true things you know the the important stuff in life Jack Reacher is steeped what, in that what are the important things he's addressing besides breaking deputies knees he's just, at he's, every turn he's traveling I don't feel like traveling he's, and absorbing he learned, the beauty wait, of life has he learned a thing in you know twenty books now, he he, what is, he knew everything. <laughs> oh, no, see, at the he's, start, he is truly living the unexamined life. He's, this is the thing: he's not a searcher. He's not. A, <laughs> he's like a Christ figure. He's wandering the land, already knowing full well what yeah, the secret right. of life is. You're, you're right, and you're right. He doesn't need anything because all of that is inessential. He and so he writes wrongs where he can, but he knows. <laughs> He knows the but, answer. So he, he bright breezes into a town yep. and he overhears something or sees something that he thinks is unjust. Yeah. He acts. Okay, or occasionally he's approached because he is clearly such an unwelcome element and then he immediately <laughs> well, pounces. And, and there's the flip side of that coin, which is he's sometimes approached by a victim who can see that he's someone who could help them. But he's that not, definitely he's happens not too. a fake. Some of the things are like, there's a book where he gets asked for where the guy's like, oh yeah. Get One me shot. Jack Reacher. One shot. Yeah. 
Okay, that's the one that got turned into a film. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. yeah that's the yeah. first Jack Reacher film, yeah. So, he, But he's not part of any establishment. He's not part of the military. He's not part of the police. He's no, but just he, a he is asked for in that book based on something that happened when he was a military right, policeman yeah. years prior. But now he's like a vigilante. He's like a, a loose cannon. Yep. Yes. But is he operating within the law? Does he come face to face with... He, he No, but his his justice is always so correct that the law has to concede that his vigilantism was necessary. Yeah, he almost never ends a book fleeing the law. I, I don't know if there's an exception. Yeah, they, usually the law says we need you to disappear because everything you've done has been utterly off, criminal. Off the books, <laughs> yeah. off the books. Uh, but thank you so much. Uh, there will be a quiet yeah. uh, celebration of your the, deeds here today. The typical, or one very typical arc is that <laughs> he he happens upon he happens upon a nefarious scenario. Uh, he starts working it in his idiosyncratic way, and pretty quickly discovers that there is an FBI agent or a DEA agent in town trying to get the same result. Who's been there for like six Allow months? Allow me to specify. A very beautiful female yes. FBI agent or, or DEA okay. agent, yeah, agent yeah. trying to crack this same case, and she's been working <laughs> on it for about six months. And after some initial, uh, you know, quarreling, they team up and they crack the case in you know twenty seconds. Go to bed, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "You gotta, you gotta go. I can't explain your presence here." Yeah. So is he a bit of a Lothario? He he's a he's a very not sleazy Lothario. Yeah, he he he, uh, he reliably beds, but it it always seems uh, you know uh, part of the just the course of things. Yeah, he's and it, it, it's definitely never a, an aim of his. No, 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 no. That's is it so only it, women he helps out? Is there an element of the the no. mansplain in there, or is it very welcome? Uh. He he has male his male counterparts usually die. Oh. Yeah, the, his his fe- his female uh, counterparts are always incredibly intelligent and like thorough. Yeah, uh, super but they, capable. But, but they always work within the constraints of the law. Like he always meets them because right. they're the officials. Yeah, and he's the guy that can you know break an old man's neck if he needs to. Yeah, and he and he will. He will need to. Is the violence graphic? Do they go into a lot? Of- a lot of detail. It's matter of fact, yeah. but specific. It's, it's not celebratory. No. Yeah. Uh, it's it's specific without being graphic, I would say. <laughs> Did we pinpoint the reason why you, why you like this? It oh, was no, Jack, Jack Reacher himself, but then you oh. got into an argument over whether he was aspirational. Is yeah, he, right. Is he the, the sort of the, the crux of it all? He's certainly the crux of it. Yes. I mean, yes, the stories absolutely. themselves are nowhere near as... You know, carefully constructed as some uh, some great thrillers are. Um, so it, it is more about like just putting Jack Reacher into new scenarios and having him. I I, I think it's very rare you get to the end of a Jack Reacher book and say, "Man, that was a very clever plot." <laughs> like it's <laughs> right, not right. it's not usually about that. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely now backing off my uh, you know wistful notion that he should have learned anything. He, yeah, he had nothing you know, to learn. <laughs> that's like asking a big pile of moss to learn something. 
a perfect being <laughs> to learn something. <laughs> no, right, exactly. Of which a big yeah. pile of moss is an example. I've yeah, been given absolutely. something to, to okay. read to oh, you. Okay, yeah. Um, Your researchers have something? Emily Sargent, while conducting an interview with Lee Child, describes Reacher's post-military life as follows. Hmm. You will never find Reacher going to the laundry or doing the ironing. When his clothes get dirty, he simply goes to the local hardware store and buys a functional pair of chinos and a workman's shirt and stuffs the old ones in the bin. No mortgage, no wife, no ties. He is perfectly a free agent, unlimited and unbound, incapable of ever settling down. He That's definitely right. seems incapable of settling down. <laughs> yeah, although he's so there, he's had um, girlfriends for for lengths of time that that span uh, multiple books. Even three books. books. Yeah. Wow. He was pretty... So he was dating his old mentor, Leon Garber's daughter, uh, Jody Garber, (laughs) for the third and fourth books. She she was a lawyer? She was a lawyer, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was dedicated in his mind and remained abstinent for four books based on his infatuation with Susan Turner, who occupied his former post in the fictional 110th investigative unit as the major um, in Washington, D.C., and he finally meets her in the fourth book, which is uh, Never Go Back, which is what the second Jack Reacher movie is based on. His absence ends, although I don't know, I think in the movie they don't don't ever, uh, Tom Cruise was like, no, no. Oh, Jack Reacher and Susan Turner do need, sleep together in the book. We need to talk about Tom Cruise in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Do we? Um, and, do then, we and then <laughs> in Make Me, uh, <laughs> which is only two books ago, uh, he has a genuine infatuation um, with a private investigator, a woman, of course. And at the end of the book, there's a pretty lengthy passage where he meditates on what his itinerant lifestyle is costing him and whether he shouldn't... Uh, or whether he mightn't, in fact, in this situation, consider altering it. And then the next book starts, and there's no mention of that. But, uh, but Is that yeah. the only moment of introspection that you get in uh, the series? No, actually, there's a moment in, um, in Never Go Back when he finds out he maybe has a daughter. There's a paternity claim against oh, him. Right. This is the this is the second Tom Cruise movie as well, and that's in the movie. They folded there, it it's into... It's a fake... There's a fake paternity yeah. claim, but he doesn't know because it's based on a woman that he may or may not have slept with in, like, 1978 in South Korea, wow. and he can't remember if it's true or not. And so he... And he meets the girl, and it's a fairly compelling um, setup, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I have a daughter. Fairly being the... Yeah. <laughs> Important. And he so he he starts to contemplate how his life will change now right. having a daughter, uh, but it doesn't. I don't think it implies to him any real change in like code or ethics or anything. It's it's more just like I I would like to see her more, you know, if yeah. she's my daughter, which that's just new information that he processes <laughs> according to his code and then outputs a solution. Yeah, to. and then the moment <laughs> yeah. you know, spoiler alert, she's not his daughter. He's right. like. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Yep. I'm out of here. Go. Hey, good luck with all this. You've seen a lot of really nasty business. Hope you cope. Yeah. You know, he kind of reminds me of. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, from the way you're describing it. Mm. So do you remember that TV show, The Littlest Hobo? No. no. And it was about a dog. Oh, that traveled wow. round, and then the dog <laughs> reminds would you of the dog. Well, it, he was like a he, he everywhere he went, he like solved a, a, yeah. a situation, yeah. someone's that, problems. Yeah, but yeah. that seems very 
uh, on point because yeah. like a, I mean, a dog is pretty much operating it's based on some software that it's born with. Yeah, it's I mean, without dogs, philosophy. I feel like dogs have yeah. very good morals. Yeah. Dogs know yeah. what's right and They're what's wrong. I mean, this dog definitely <laughs> did. Well, we, we admire their social instincts and, mm. we, can, and we interpret those <laughs> as morals, I think. I don't know if a dog <laughs> yeah. would think of it that way. Well, this, but, this dog but was, like, it was like a tiny lassie. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of dog was it? It was, it was like a really small kind of like little mutt type I thing. You know, like a little scruffy there, It seems like terrier, there's almost no chance that this isn't what Lee Child got <laughs> the Jack Reacher series <laughs> of him. And he was like, oh my God. What, if, what if this were the biggest hobo possible? Yeah. Can yeah. we Google and see a if it was on Granada? Six, five, 250 <laughs> pound hobo. And it had the theme song was... um. Maybe oh tomorrow I wanna settle down. Do do until tomorrow. Wow, you may I'll have just, just cracked the case. <laughs> Holy smokes! <laughs> this is a, this is unnerving. Yeah. He has family though, right? Jack Jack, Jack Reacher has a family. No, no. His family's all dead. Oh, all deceased. Dead. Well, in some of the books, they're alive. Um, so he has There's his mom book. Josephine, yeah. his dad Stan. <laughs> And his oh, brother his Joe. Dad's deal? His dad was a military guy. He was. I, re- I mean, I remember him from the uh, childhood short stories, which yeah. are an important subset. Yeah, exactly. That's the only place his dad appears. But yeah, but Joe, I, I don't his remember brother, what what happened in the intervening years with Stan. I think his dad just died of old age. I don't think there was a tragedy or anything. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, and then his mom is a French a French woman uh, who married Stan, and so that's why Jack Reacher speaks French. In case you're wondering. <laughs> I read. I read it was also to appeal to that market in terms of. I doubt that had sales. anything to do with it. But I read right. that, that Lee Child openly wow, said he wanted the French market. Apparently, he thought um, that uh, the, the like French a, wouldn't like something that was too American. Ah, yeah. What, uh, so in one in one mother. book, the the enemy. When Josephine dies, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Jack and his then alive brother. Joe, Joe? Yeah. Uh, go to Paris for her funeral. Yeah, yeah, for no reason. They just hang out in Paris for a chapter or yeah. two. But they're in Paris in personal as well. They do some Paris hanging out. But that's 20 books in. By that point, Lee Child knew he had the French. Yeah, he had them in the palm right. of his hand. Yeah. yeah. He, he was just throwing <laughs> them in you know, crumbs at that point. Yeah, throwing them in escargot shell. <laughs> yeah. oh, when did you meet him? I didn't ask that. We met him at a book event in Manhattan uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I can't remember which book it was on. Maybe personal, actually. Yeah. It was right around that. Maybe Make Me. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe Night School. Recently. It wasn't that Past recent, but we also met... Um, we have uh, we have video of Lee Child endorsing We Are Scientists. That's true. Yeah. He never deployed it. It felt, <laughs> felt, che- felt cheap, but I watch it every day. If, <laughs> yeah. He was... He, we, in, we felt like he was doing it under duress. <laughs> yeah. Under the duress of wanting these... You know, dimwits out of his hair, uh, <laughs> which at some level is certainly true. Was it a was it a launch of one of his books? Or? No, it was like a book fair yeah. at, a, at a very weird, uh, like conservative club in Manhattan that my step parents are like belong to. Parents in law, sorry, not no step parents. Parents in law, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it's a it's a pretty fun club to visit, but they do a book event every year. And it attracts the likes of Lee Child and, and Coulter, Coulter, who we also got a picture <laughs> with. Who we also got a picture with Ann Coulter, with much less admiration in our in our voice. Uh, we requested that Ann Coulter do a picture with us, and she 
you know, probably sensing our disdain was like, buy a book each and I'll yeah, do a picture. Yeah, she made us buy a book <laughs> to take a photo. That's amazing. Yeah. Lee I think Child. We, I think we brought our Lee Child books and we're like, sign, please. We, lo- we <laughs> loved, <laughs> sir. We yeah. loved huge bags of Lee yeah. Child books. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he was a, he's a very genuine. He, he's awesome in yeah. person. He's like so chill. We've also gone to a um, book like talk. What, what do you call that? When the author comes and chats and reads a chapter? Yeah. A book talk. Book release talk <laughs> yeah. event. Like a reading? Yeah, a reading. Yeah. That's the word. But he didn't, did he exactly. read anything? No, he just yeah. chatted. No, he read, he, read, um, he read the beginning of Make Me, and then he read an email from a friend of his, which I thought was pretty crafty, or a text from a friend of his. Which was this was a very crafty marketing move, uh, <laughs> and make me is a wonderful Jack Reacher book, by the way. If I can, if I can, we'll give you the order that people listening who haven't read, yeah. we'll give you the order you should read. Yeah, that would be that because I've read that there's three different ways to to read his books. Oh, well, okay. I want to hear this. I'm interested in that. I, all I know is the way that we've read them, and <laughs> okay. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic it way. But it I'd clearly like, worked. But I'd like to hear alternative propositions, and they might sound better. Yeah. But okay. make me, which you shouldn't read first. Uh, and we won't spoil, but we'll spoil it to the same degree Jack uh, Lee Child did, which is he read a text that a friend of his sent him after finishing it, which was, um, you filthy fuck. With <laughs> <laughs> exclamation mark. And it's true. The end of that book is pretty gnarly. That is Damn. that is marketing pretty gnarly, right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, That's good. Yeah. yeah. But you can only read Make Me after you've read... 18 of the other books. You don't have to yeah. read all 21 leading up to Make Me. So there's tw- 21 in, 22 in total. The 23rd is coming out uh, now-ish. Oof. No, it's coming out in September. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so 22, 22 out. 22 yeah. out. So yeah. I read you can either read them as they come to you. I'm assuming like if I utterly were... utterly randomly? Uh, utterly randomly. I'm mm. assuming if, if someone were to go into a charity shop, they would find... A random book. A random book. Yeah. Like maybe the very worst ones. He's sold, well, he's sold 60 million copies of these Jack Reacher books. Amazing. That sounds small, but okay. Yeah, I was about to say, just, <laughs> just in London. Like are enough. you speaking just, just in London? Yeah, or just one of the, <laughs> yeah. one of the books? <laughs> just in Coventry. Yeah. Um, 60 million. So yeah. you can either read them as you find them. Okay. Yep. You can read them as they were released. Mm. Yeah. Or you can read them in terms of the chronology. Which uh, I would have thought would have been as they were uh, released, but apparently not. No, they, there, no, are, there they, are some prequel moments, yeah. for sure. Although that's <laughs> uncommon. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I disagree with all three of those. Yeah. What's the fourth, then? Skip the bad ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> start, start, start with the ones that get you really hooked on yeah, the series, yeah. okay. and then you will re- you'll still enjoy the bad ones. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Okay. Uh, we, re- we both read the sixth one first. No. Wrong. Oh, you read Killing Floor first? Yes. Nice. So, okay, I read <laughs> I read Persuader first when it was released, and uh, it was because there was some Amazon. My Kindle was like, you want this book for a dollar? And I was like, sure, <laughs> I guess so. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you had read, who's the New York Times reviewer? Who oh, Janet Maslin. Sus- who we have our suspicions about their relationship, given yeah. her enthusiasm. Janet for. Maslin <laughs> at the New York Times loves Lee Child so much, it's hard not to suspect Something more than professional admiration. You but heard it here first. Yeah, yeah like she, but she also talks about uh, how Lee Child has, you know, 
beautiful blue eyes and things yeah. in the review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like in it's, relation and, and to Jack, review- Jack Reacher? Or? Yes, but she's like, he, you know, he resembles his character in more than one way. Like, you know? we <laughs> love these books but if i were writing a review in the new york times my reviews would be like more tempered you'd stick to business yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yes, you'd stick exactly. to business yeah yeah the reviews themselves are pretty entertaining read they are can we uh, well, they let's tell talk, a story let's talk about the reviews and and still tom cruise once we've oh boy do- talked about the order yeah okay so okay so i i started with persuader and then i read then i was like this is great i'm gonna start at the beginning which is the killing floor and that's how I did. I and then I went chronologically from then on, and then Keith came to it a little later, so I was able to curate his approach. And yeah. I think I think you did it the right I beg- way. I began with Killing Floor, which I would recommend. It's the first mm-hmm. the first Reacher novel, so it kind of just sets him up in general. Uh, and then I think maybe Persuader was my second. I think you can. Well, maybe don't do Persuader second because it's uh, it's so good. Yeah, no, it's you, so good. You should go um, from Persuader or from Killing Floor to the fourth book. Uh, the second and third books are kind of lame. Echo burning, echo burning. Exactly. That's where you should pick up. <laughs> Here's what happens in the books after Killing Floor and before Echo Burning, of which there are two okay. or maybe three. I can't remember. But they try to follow some sort of continuous storyline, and it's not very good. You, Lee Child is kind of figuring out what he's going to do with the series, and then with Echo Burning, he decides no. Every story is just going to start in the middle of some... So Echo Burning starts in the middle of Texas, and Jack Reacher is walking along a a freeway. I think he gets in a fight in a diner, and then he's hitchhiking out of town. That's that's just totally... That has nothing to do with it. Like, he he beats up... He's always in a fight in a diner. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he beats up the the deputy or something, breaks his knees, (laughs) (laughs) and then he's told he has to leave town. So he's walking out of town, and he gets picked up by a, you know, by a car... Uh, and it's a woman who said, who pretty quickly after some chit chat says, my husband who used to beat the shit out of me is getting out of prison and he's going to kill me because he knows that I turned him in for tax evasion and I need you to help me. I picked you up because you're a big, you know, badass looking mofo and I believe you can help me. And Jack Reacher's like, I don't want any part of this. And he gets out of the car and then like five seconds later, he flags her down and he's like, all right. I'll come help you. And she's six miles down the highway. Yeah, but he's so tall, she she can see his hand. She can see his hand. And then he goes and has this random adventure, and that's kind of how it goes from there. So you can skip the the second and third and fourth books, deal with it. You can go back to those after 20 books if you really love the series. I'm I'm only just touching those now. Yeah. But they're not not that good. And then it it just gets better and better and better. There are other chronological... Here's the argument against doing them as they come to you and just skipping those, you know, three books that aren't that good is that there are uh, sequential books that you... Like, there's four in a row that start with 61 hours and go until the second uh, movie-based book. So never go back. actually, with the affair in the middle, which is a throat, which is a uh, prequel book, yeah, yeah, and those are all good, and those are all amazing, yeah. So there are a lot of them that stand alone, but unless you're going to do your research and make sure you're not reading um, part of a multi-book story, what's, what's that right. prime arc with uh, Persuader and Enemy and One Shot and it's, it's Hardway? It's Persuader, Enemy, One Shot, Hardway. Whew. 
None of them, none of none of them are related to each other. None of them are related to each other, and they're just all awesome books. Those are the ones you can do standalone. Those are all standalones. Yeah, you can take. What was it again? Sorry, one shot. Oh, so Persuader, one shot, Hard Way, and The Affair. And one shot's the movie one. Yes. Oh, and The Enemy. Okay. Those are all standalones. Make Me is standalone. Personal is standalone. Which is the other movie? One shot and never go back. Never, never go, go back. back. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not standalone. Uh, not standalone. One shot. One shot really is standalone. Uh, never go back is not standalone. Okay. Never go back is the fourth well, of an arc. Only but because the female protagonist the has been arc. set up. Yeah. 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 But only because the for that entire arc he's heading to DC to meet this woman. To meet this woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's oh, right. you mentioned her earlier. Susan Turner. The one yeah. that he. What's the word when you don't have sex with anyone? Uh, well, that wouldn't apply uh, here. He abstains. Oh. <laughs> he abstains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is it? He abstains because he's yeah he's heading toward her. You're right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. it, their their relationship for the first three books of that arc is over the phone, oh. and she has his old position as yeah. an MP. She's, she's she's the major. She's at his desk. Which has a huge dent in it from the time he put a dude's head <laughs> right. into that metal desk. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So she's been thinking about Jack Reacher a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he all of her pins him, fall into the divot. That is he is he like that kind of um, like almost all American idea of what a man should be. No. He's like six foot six five, foot five. 250 pounds. But he's kind of a monster. He's described as a condom full of walnuts. I kind of meant more um, physically yeah. in, in terms of his like uh, appearance and build. And he's got scars all over him from Yeah, gunshots. he's kind of a mess. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he meant he was a monster inside. I think yeah, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, meant, no, I meant physically he meant he was a monster. monster. Yeah, yeah. So why, is that why people didn't like the fact that Tom Cruise was cast in the role? Is he too... I mean, he's wrong for it in every single you know, estimation in most of, ways. Yeah. Yeah. In most uh, but, small? but, but it's easy, it's or? easy to point out that. Yeah. Physically. He, I mean, Reacher, you know, re, you know, plot wise, Reacher is physically intimidating without having done anything but walk through the door. Yeah. Right. Like people and that, see that, trouble that, when he that, walks in. That, you know, that, that is often a part of a scene. So, you know, you lose that with Tom Cruise. I mean, Lee Child has said that, uh, that Reacher's physical size is a metaphor for an unstoppable force, and that Tom Cruise can do that. He's an action hero. Like movie, Wrong. movies disagree. can do Strong that. Strong disagree. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I I don't I mean, hate the movies, but they don't they don't seem like Jack Reacher. I hate the movies, and they don't seem like Jack Reacher. <laughs> but also, Tom Cruise like can't resist trying to be like a man of the people and likable. Like there there are scenes where. Yeah. Uh, for example, in one shot when he's evading the police and he stands in the crowd of people waiting for the bus. Puts on the ball cap. And those people give him the ball cap yeah, and are yeah. like, oh, you yeah, got away with it. Let's help a people guy out. People don't like Jack Reacher. Yeah, people right. don't like him. That's Nobody right. likes Jack Reacher. And then they come to respect him. Yeah. And then if they're love interests, come to want him desperately. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he's not he's not a likable man. He's not. He's has zero charisma. He has gravity. Yeah. Mm. In fact, in fact, he sort of resists uh, friendship initially by being kind of petulant. Yeah. In, in, 
like conversationally, he's pretty petulant, except with like children or people in desperate <laughs> need. Or whatever. He's not. He's not a. He's not a monster. But with most adults, he's kind of like I'm a loner. I don't want to be friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What other sort of I want to say superheroes because he kind of seems to inhabit that. He that has. He has come close Whoa. to death before. He has. Okay. Yeah. What What other twice similar? in twenty four books? Okay. Yeah. I'm just what were the two near-death moments? Polly in Persuader, <laughs> <laughs> who's a juiced-up, like, 320-pound uh, trained-to-kill henchman. He knows how to stomp a man into oblivion. Beats him almost sure, yeah. to death. And then two <laughs> Afghani women. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I've heard that people yeah. were not happy with this. Okay. Oh. Mm. Yeah. They're both knife-wielding Afghani women, a mother and daughter, uh, in a burning New York City apartment. Yeah. I'm tr- and now I don't remember which uh, story this is. Um, starts on a subway train, yeah. and a, a woman commits suicide when he starts to ask her if she is okay because she's like sweating. Right. And he thinks he's that she's a suicide bomber. He thinks he's, she's a suicide bomber. Yeah. Which one is that? Never uh, go back. <laughs> I, don't I don't know which one it is, <laughs> but he gets sliced up real good at the end of that one and wow. almost dies. Okay. Uh, so in my head, I have so like people, um, people just didn't like that he uh, almost died. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think it's the fact that he's like he's beaten up so many men without oh, yeah. you know with with little worry, with little resistance, and then two women took him down. Oh, so people didn't like they. They didn't. Like the two women were I taking. Think that, I think oh. that is. Yeah, I think. I think they so. thought it was like they thought it was pandering to feminist potentially. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Mm, maybe. Oh, I maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Cool. I, I read this in passing. I do feel in, like in two research. women with knives would probably do a lot of damage. If and, you tried but to then fight it, he, if he's smashed so many men with knives. Yeah, but they're usually dodos. Right. And he go. He he does go to great lengths in that story to talk about what like trained assassins uh, this tribe of of. Uh, Afghanis are mm. and they're now they've been employed by a drug smuggling operation an opium smuggling operation he obviously does seem to get hooked up in a lot of crime rings yeah sure yeah one thing you learn by reading the Reacher series is how many you know little little tiny rings there are in every town <laughs> yeah there are a lot of really bad families <laughs> in the, in America at least yep uh, you start to look around a little more as you <laughs> as you travel. Yeah. As you travel, yeah. you're like, I wonder what they're into. I wonder what nasty scheme. Yeah, the, pol- the you know small town police are pretty much always bad, and you know families with a lot of acreage are mm. bad people. Okay. Definitely. And if you drive a fancy car in a town where most people drive basic cars, you're definitely who are you subjugating? Who are you subjugating? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're due for. So in my head, there's like an element of. Actually, weirdly, an element of Game of Thrones, since you spoke about those knife-wielding mother-daughter ninjas. Mm. But also a, a bit Marvel series. I know he's making me think of Punisher. <laughs> ah. mm. Yeah. Know, is there that, anyone... That would definitely be the superhero's glasses, too, Well, sure. no, but he doesn't have... He, no, he doesn't have the Punisher's <laughs> mindset. He's not He's not aggrieved. He's not self-hating. He's not... Yeah, I mean, I the, Punisher, the Punisher... Uh, kind of despises the world for what it took from him. Not, the world has never taken anything from Jack Reacher. Be- he never <laughs> offered up anything. He's always been impervious to its uh, to its assails. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was thinking about an in the, the first book begins because he uh, utterly That's coincidentally, true. this this may be the biggest leap the series ever takes, he 
totally coincidentally gets roped in to investigating his own brother's death. He doesn't realize his dead brother's involved until like a hundred pages in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's a little punishery. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. But 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 the Punisher's entire vigilante character is based on a decision to. But it's because his wife and child were yeah. killed, right? Yeah. But the Punisher yeah. is super introspective. Right. Yeah. 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 But so I get. Yeah. So I guess. I guess what you're saying is that they, Jack Reacher was already going to break every one of their knees, and and also then it turned out his brother died, so he broke both their knees. Yeah. And also <laughs> he gave him he gave him two broken <laughs> knees. A we piece. we learned from the prequel stories that Jack Reacher has always been this way. I mean, even as <laughs> a true. even as a child, that's true. in some as of the short child. stories, yeah. <laughs> as a Wait, child. Wait, so the short stories. The short stories are almost always as j- a child. Span. Jack Reacher is just breaking teenagers' knees. Yeah, I saw they that Lee Child had written short stories, but I just presumed that they were outside the no. Jack Reacher series. No, no, oh, no. Nope. no, no. I didn't research that because I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, they're yeah, probably just things outside. It's probably just things he was like flirting with, maybe developing into novels. You sci-fi Lee Child only writes Jack Reacher. As far as we know, unless yeah. he's got a pseudonym. Well, he may write under another yeah. name, write other stuff. Yeah. But every Lee Child novel, you know, says, You can depend Jack on Jack Reacher chuckled as the deputy's <laughs> knee bent inward. He it's doesn't the first sentence of every chuckle when he hurts people. <laughs> so where, well, That's where a mischaracterization. The, where did the yeah. Jack Reacher's expression in? went unchanged as he broke the kneecap of the deputy. Yeah, as he recognized the essential... <laughs> Thing he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Where, but where, where do these short stories live? Where do they? Uh, well, he's an army brat. Oh, where do they exist? The, there's no, a yeah, like, Can you read them? Is it like there a, is a collection yeah. they, now? They, is it for like the super fan? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he, he started yes, appending the them. He started appending them to the book forms, like the physical books. Where yeah. were they initially published? I'm just, yeah, I'm just confused it, by his motivation for he, doing a short story because that feels like something quite niche and so, not popular. Yeah, some some of them originated as um, like special inducements to buying the physical book, right? And uh, some of them were included in mystery super compendiums with gotcha. other cool authors, and so he would offer he would. Write a short story, <laughs> and they, so they are, were all mostly pretty tossed off. I gotta be honest. They're yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Although they do contain, you know, biographical nuggets. They're they're the, yeah, the quality seem, of that them seems is, to be their only real function. Yeah. I think he uh, writes them in a day. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> definitely <laughs> does. I would say. Yeah. I can't, it's kind he of says. Me like he says. More. Siri, yeah. take yeah. a note. And then he, <laughs> then he then he takes then he goes for a walk and he speaks he does, aloud. Yeah, he does three Siri notes worth of. <laughs> information. Oh yeah. So how did you two sh- kind of discover that you shared this love? Was it... Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris gave it were, to me. Chris were, gave it to yeah. me. This was a gift. Yeah, I, I mean, I as I said, I just kind of happened upon it and then realizing the quality, I, I <laughs> passed it over to my... My best buddy. Are they good for tour? I'd imagine they'd be they're good for the long run. For tour. Oh yeah. man, there's no better there's series for tour. <laughs> uh, we've gotten our drummer. L- literally, l- every totally single person them. that's played in We Are Scientists yeah, has loves been Jack infected Reacher. by Jack Reacher. Yeah, the producer <laughs> of our new album, uh, Max Hart, who was once a keyboardist in We Are Scientists many years ago. Is a Jack the Reacher aficionado, hippie pacifist you'd ever want to meet. A man yeah. concerned only with like, you know, bird spotting in the Sierras and building radios. Is like, man, you hear about that time Jack Reacher broke that deputy's <laughs> knee? That was wonderful. It had wonderful to be done. Justice. <laughs> wonderful <laughs> justice. What a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. 
of the universe being set right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've definitely never met someone who's read a Jack Reacher novel and regretted it. This is an interesting thing that you wouldn't necessarily expect, but uh, apparently over 50% of uh, Lee Child's readers are women, which okay. which doesn't seem obvious, but actually makes pretty good sense when you when you read the books. I'm sure and if I you don't know, want to hear your And if you know any adult women. <laughs> I, I, just think, uh, I just think, you know, adult women... Are, are pretty into it. Like they know, especially women who've had kids, like kind of have a worldview worked out and probably it's not very far from Jack Reacher's worldview. <laughs> like <laughs> wrongdoers must be destroyed. Fair enough. Uh, are the romantic scenes like Fifty Shades romantic? No, no. not at all. Okay. No, not no, at no, all. no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. They're, they're not, they're not, brutal or anything there uh there is there's, well, a, there's a part of me brutal, they're just right? functional there, well there's a part of me that they're, feels like they only exist so that you feel like uh, jack reacher might be okay after all yeah if this awesome person would sleep with him. i think they're character testaments yeah, yeah. okay they, yeah. they're they're not salacious in any way right they, you, they honestly seem like they're there to vouch for him you get like the briefest <laughs> moment of jack reacher uh like describing the woman in a way that you know explains that he's attracted to her like he says <laughs> he says something very benign about like the shirt she's wearing or something and then they sleep together and she's always ecstatic afterward <laughs> and and he he's all to be fair he's also ecstatic he's like yeah sex is a wonderful thing between two people <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> that honestly is is like a just paraphrase. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much his yeah. attitude. Like he's definitely not a sleazebag. Like he's very he's very uh, healthy uh, sexual being, yeah. and he enjoys uh, adult <laughs> physical communication. <laughs> yeah, uh, aspirational, oh aspirational. Oh boy. I feel like we're reaching reaching the end of the podcast. Fair enough. We're like a bunch of grocery store reachers who have <laughs> acquired yeah. the item that they need. I kind of love this, though. I feel like it's one of those secret worlds. So once you're in, you're like in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One book in and suddenly you can start talking to like the next level. It's almost Scientology, right? You like climb, climb the levels of Jack Reacher until that you're enlightened. Can't, that can't be a coincidence. Yeah. Can't be. Poor yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, on our way to this recording, we were given <gasps> an invitation no. to a Scientology personality test. Does it, say, it doesn't even say Scientology <laughs> on it. It's some, it says the there's some. Oh yeah, Dianetics and Scientology. Yeah. Wow. I can only hope so, that Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise has been listening. I can only hope that he will be weaned off of Dianetics onto a truer yeah, good uh, prophecy. Good luck. Do you think he reads the books, or do you think somebody just? You know, gives <laughs> gives him the cliff notes they, and kind of yeah. says, "Which which one do you want to make next, Mister Cruz?" Yeah, while he's doing push-ups. <laughs> and this one, he breaks a deputy's knees. And this one, he breaks a general's knees. <laughs> Who do you think? Yeah. Well, we can hope. Yeah. You've sold me. I don't believe you. I don't believe you, you for a minute. I'll see you on level three. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. A massive thanks to Chris and Keith for that enlightening and hilarious conversation. You can check out some of our previous literary episodes at talktheline.com 
blog, including Nico Case on the Amazons, Warrior Women of the Ancient World, Natty Shiner of Fickle Friends on the book Sapiens, Ben from Blind Avon on German literature, and Emily from the Staves on adult obsession with fantasy fiction. Next week, I am talking to Craig Finn from The Hold Steady on baseball. You have been listening to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. This is a podcast from the line of best fit. You can follow us on social media, subscribe to this podcast, or you could leave us a nice review. That would be lovely. I will see you next week.